Dude, I would totally do that though. Out of all of us, though, I'd be the one to be like, "I'm gonna stick my face in this." Yeah, what happens. Yeah, that's me. That would be you. I'm like, the, I'm the gonna cane. poke it. Space truckers find alien egg. Things go awry. I like that. <laughs> that wins. Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 99, Alien. In space, no one can hear you podcast. <laughs> I, do, I gotta stop doing that. Yeah, every episode. I do that every single time. That wasn't I feel that like evil of a tagline either. No, no, but it's... I mean, it's pretty accurate. It's, it's actually, it's not very scary. It's more like, yeah... That's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's just a like fact. science. Science, science. Is cool. It's a fact. Sound cannot travel through a vacuum. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome back to another episode. We are one away from our one hundredth episode. And I am your host, Chaos, and I'm Carnage. And this week we have special guest catastrophe. Hello, everybody. And just Joe. Hello. <laughs> we should promo before we get further. We should promo our hundredth episode since it's coming up next week. It's a special episode. Yes, it we is. We want to talk a little about that. Before I love we... specials. Well, it's special in that we have a very special guest, the editor and founder of MorbidlyBeautiful.com, Stephanie Malone. Yay! Yay! I'm excited gonna be awesome we did 13 ghosts if you want to go ahead and watch ahead of (laughs) yeah you guys you gotta you gotta uh watch 13 ghosts again i know you've seen it it. on my to-do list and i'll ignore the notification on my phone for two weeks are you the first person to say you should watch 13 ghosts again (laughs) (laughs) ever (laughs) (laughs) well you know, I liked what Stephanie said about it, it uh, which, uh, spoil spoiler, it. I can't tell you what she said about it, but I really liked what she said about it. So just listen to it That's a cliffhanger. So, that's a, that's yeah. a cliffhanger. Uh, to the, she put it a really good way that made me feel better about watching it, even though I know that it's not a good movie. And you own it now, too, don't you? No. Or did you rent it? You rented just, it. Okay, I, thought I you did have it. to rent it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. For those of you who listened to the previous um, Paranormal Activity, this is the the other episode that we had in the works. Yes. That, you know, if you don't like me after this, we don't have another episode with me planned yet at the time of (laughs) recording. So you're either lucky or unlucky, depending on whether or not you like me. Yeah. So (laughs) Katastrophe is not a huge horror film fan, but you were coming back from Italy when you saw this movie on the plane. Is that what you said? Yeah. So what ended up happening, I found out that I cannot sleep on planes for the life of me. (laughs) I am just too uncomfortable um, because we're cheap and we fly, you know, in economy and coach or however you want to call it because that's cheap and it's expensive to fly to and from Italy. So I was on the plane tired as can be and I'm like scrolling through the movies that they have and they offered them for free which was really nice because it was a long ass flight 
And I saw Alien. I was like, you know what? I've heard so much about this movie. I feel like I've seen it, but I've never actually watched it. So while I watch it on like one of the tiniest screens available, you had the opportunity actually to watch it on the big screen. Yeah. So you'll have to. I'm really curious as to how that went. Yeah, they did it for the 40th anniversary. Happy 40th anniversary. Happy, happy. Um, they did a special promo where they had it out in the theater. So it was exciting for us because... We weren't born yet. It was a year before my birth when this came out, so we've never had the opportunity to see it on the big screen. So it's yeah. pretty fucking awesome. And this is a movie that means uh, a fuck a lot to me. Um, this is is a movie that my mom uh, introduced me to, Mama Chaos, um, when I was a kid. And uh, Ripley was always one of my heroes growing up, like because she was so fucking awesome. As she should be. Yeah. And so this uh, this movie is this is my favorite movie of all time ever for anything. <laughs> yeah, we um I grew up I got a little personal story too. I grew up in the, the dawn of VHS tapes. So I mean we had to do that, you know, the VA VCR was really expensive back then and we got one in the eighties and uh, my dad had like four VHS tapes. This Jeremiah Johnson um, Star Trek Four, and, <laughs> and right, I can't choice. remember what the last one is because I'm sure I'm sure I'll remember it later. But we watched the same four VHS tapes over and over again. So I've seen this movie a fuck a lot of times. I'll forget stuff, even though I've seen it like forty times. But yeah, this is uh, one of the four movies that he'd watch over and over again. We would always rent the top loader VHS from the video store. <laughs> My dad had a small collection of VHS tapes for himself, and one of the ones that he had that I actually watched with him one time, I think it was called Alien vs. Predator, so it was like my first experience with (laughs) Alien. I was like, I've seen this one. I don't even know where in this series it technically falls, but that was the first one I ever saw, and it fucking terrified me as a small child i'm gonna be honest my biggest fear after watching that and like growing up was that there'd be like some weird organism inside of me that was gonna burst out of my chest like i was terrified it does hit a lot of i can't deal with any sort of alien invasion (laughs) in my personal body because like i swear i've even like thought about that you know how you have like your best thoughts in the shower Mm -hmm. right so after that i would spend like I don't even know how much time in the shower, like what, how I would handle it. Mm-hmm. Like, would I be willing to like cut off my own body parts if it like came in through a cut in my foot or something weird like that? The weirdest shit, you know, as a kid. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a video game where you can play as the chest burster and you oh, actually God. sit there and chew your way through someone's oh. rib cage. I used to own that game. Out of their chest. Oh, yes, God. you did. <laughs> I don't know if that would make it easier or worse for me. <laughs> and but I, like I had a I did have a hard time watching this movie. I was tired. One of my biggest fears and I was just kind of like I honestly had to like look away at some parts because I just that's just my one of my biggest fears. Like that and like spiders crawling in through my ears when I'm sleeping like Well, you'll be happy to shit. know they don't do that. <laughs> That's, it's still a fear. It doesn't matter. No, I know. This movie does have a way of playing on like primal fears and. Oh, it's, it's so a great does. movie for great that movie. though. This this movie, um, there's been quite a lot written about just that. In fact, about what it means, like w- what the whole. <laughs> what what the whole uh alien kind of symbolizes and and all that all that kind of good stuff which we'll get into 
Do I talk about what we are and who we are and what we do first? Before yeah, we get to the movie? first, before we get to the movie, I'm going to mention uh, once again that we are They Mostly Podcast at Night. We are Mostly. two... <laughs> We are two best friends of 20 years who love to bicker and banter about horror movies. Each week we take turns picking a different horror movie and uh, we talk about it. We talk about, we take you through the movie and we give our opinions and we give trivia and we give arbitrary awards (laughs) and uh, all kinds of good stuff. And we have guests. We have fabulous, fabulous guests, guests, too, yes. to talk about it so that our discussions are even more lively. Um, and in case you've missed it somehow, I don't know, in the first 10 minutes, we did Alien this week. <laughs> it was done in 1979. It got an R rating. It was an hour and 57 minutes long, and it got an 8.4 on the IMDb scale. What about the tomato meter? The tomato meter is certified fresh at a 97%. Ooh, Critic Consensus, a modern classic, Alien blends science fiction, horror, and bleak poetry into a seamless whole. Audience score, 94%. Nice. Yeah. I feel like some of that went down because other people have the same terrorizing fear as I do. <laughs> Those are actually really good compared to IMDb, though. I'm kind of surprised IMDb's not a little bit higher. Yeah, me too. I mean, this, this movie is fucking fantastic as far as I'm concerned. I agree. I feel like no matter, you know, even though it's an old movie at this point, it's 40 years old, it's still, you know, can be considered relevant. And yeah, like you can still holds up. So like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's the phrase that I was trying to find, but had no, I was totally on the, on the wrong street there. <laughs> Do you want to uh, tell us who's in this movie? Yeah, what... yeah. Let's go through the cast. So, uh, We've got top billing Dallas, Tom Skerritt. <laughs> He's known for Picket Fences, Top Gun, MASH, and Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias? Shut up. You say that every time <laughs> that someone's in Steel Magnolias and I bring that up. Shut up. Every time. Shut up. <laughs> Ripley is Sigourney Weaver. She's known for all the Avatar movies, Gorillas in the Mist, Working Girl, Copycat, which we've done, Galaxy Quest, Baby Mama, and a taller sh- ton of shit i love her i just love her she's amazing she's in everything and i love her and i love every time she She narrates planet earth and it's just so like it's just amazing at least my version of planet earth that i have because i'm a nerd and i (laughs) own planet earth on dvd the real question i have is has sigourney weaver and samuel L. jackson ever shared the screen in a movie because between the two of them i think they've been in every movie in the past 40 years Oh wow! Yeah, I yeah. think you're I right. Have to look that up. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Lambert was Veronica Cartwright. Uh, she's known from The Birds, Witches of Eastwick, Flight of the Navigator, and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, Invasion of the Body mm-hmm. Snatchers. That's one that we're gonna do. Yes. Um, Brett was Harry Dean Stanton, known for The Green Mile, Lucky Christine, and Pretty in Pink. That's right. Kane was John Hurt. Uh, the Elephant Man, Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, Merlin, and Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Harry you Potter? say? He's Ollivander, the wand maker. Ollivander, oh my. And in the porn version, he was also the wand maker. Just whoa, kidding. Whoa, <laughs> hey, kidding. Whoa. What the hell? <laughs> Boom. Kidding. <laughs> Ash was Ian Holm. Uh, he was Lord of the Rings, Ratatouille, and the Borrowers. Ratatouille, I did not know that one. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Um, Parker was Yafet Koto. 
Uh, he was in Homicide, Life on the Streets, Live and Let Die. And one I'd like to do for this podcast, but I don't know if it qualifies, The Running Man. Stephen King. That's kind of like uh, post-apocalyptic yeah, science fiction. I really want to do it. It's more sci-fi than it's horror. Sci-fi though. It's not really horror. Uh, maybe. I love sci-fi, though. Maybe we could just do it anyway. Okay. Cool. Call me. I love sci-fi. <laughs> it's a good movie. It is a good movie. <laughs> love that fucking movie. And the alien himself, itself, was played by Balaji Badejo. This is his only movie. And do you want to tell the story of how they... They found him in a cafe. He is a graphic designer by trade. He is six foot ten inches tall. And uh, Sigourney Weaver said that her arm was the size of his leg. Which is creepy as fuck. Yes, he had very long, spindly arms and legs. Oh, right. We got. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, who directed and screenwrote this? Because we wrote that down too. Well, I wrote that down for my notes for later. Oh, I thought you wrote them down for this. Do we have any um, awards? I don't, we have a Chad. We have a Chad. Do we Ash. have a Chad? I think Ash is a Chad. <laughs> can can I he can't be a fall, Chad? I can't call you there. I think Ash is a Chad for sure. I mean, he's a uh, not a cyborg. What am I thinking of? Just Joe. He's technically an android. Android. He's an android. Can an android be a Chad? That is a question. Was he programmed to be a Chad? I think he was <laughs> by the company. Yeah, I think he was. Well, he also malfunctioned, though. I mean, technically, he's a I malfunctioning mean. Chad. <laughs> he's a malfunctioning Chad. Ooh. Do you want to go over what Chad means for those who might not know, like myself? So, because <laughs> I'm really lame and I'm just so behind on episodes. The Chad Award is the award we give to the biggest douche canoe, basically. Oh, I love the word douche canoe. That's such a great word. Yeah. And that and ass hat are two of my favorite derogatory <laughs> terms. Oh, yeah. Um, and we named it after Chad in Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Ah. And also because Chad is like. Uh, slang for a kind of yuppie douche. Like a so, frat boy. Yeah. yeah. I think he qualifies. I think he does too. He does. He had those turned up collars. I don't know. I just yeah. <laughs> I don't think there was a marigold though. No. Um, and and uh, the editor uh, was very much of the school that you if uh, exposition does not flow naturally. You do not need it, and you do not put it in your film. That is a good rule to follow, yes. right? So there definitely would not be a marigold in this movie. That marigold is for the person, place, or thing that exists in the story only to spout exposition, and there is not one for this movie. Yeah, I knew that one at least. <laughs> <laughs> I know something. That was our very first one. Do you want to let the summary? I would love one of Carnage's five-second summaries. Sigourney Weaver goes into space and things go awry. That's like the broadest sort of summary you could do. I wanted to be like, kicks alien ass and things go awry, but things go awry before she kicks alien ass. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, she things go awry and then she has to kick I mean, alien we could ass. always say John Hurt falls into an egg. 
tries to jalaresso an egg and things go awry. Or no one listens to her reason and things go awry. <laughs> Sticks his face that in really an alien egg. Who I mean, does that? That's smart. Dude, I would totally do that, though. Out of all of us, though, I'd be the one to be like, I'm going to stick my face in this. Yeah. What happens? Yeah. That's me. That would be you. I'm like, the, I'm going to poke it. Space truckers find alien egg, things go awry. Oh, I like that. <laughs> that wins. That's the winner right there. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my goodness. Penelope has found plastic somehow. How? I don't know. She climbed up onto <laughs> the table and then got back down. I think it's it, my. I, I think it's Mama Chaos didn't clean up after herself when she was set, you want me setting to take up it the from printer. Her? Would you mind? Not at all. I'm going to set my microphone down so when you hear a clunk, you're going to have to cut it. Okay. Cats spend all this time trying to convince us they're smart and then shatter it with one stupid move. <laughs> Speaking of cats, yeah. there's a cat in this movie. There is. There is a cat in this movie, Jonesy. Everyone needs a good cat in a movie. Well, it's one of the only living creatures. I mean, I love it that the cat lives. That's like my favorite thing about this movie. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Lives. The cat the lives. The cat lives. I would have been so fucking pissed if that cat died. Like, honestly, like, out of everyone else that died, like, I would have I been like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I, I would have stopped watching the movie probably well, there, if the cat died. There is an unwritten rule in horror movies that filmmakers usually follow where typically children and pets live typically yeah. typically that's why they have the kitten good. in the church award though because sometimes that doesn't always happen. right i know i feel like i need to like google in advance movies that have dogs and cats <coughs> and see if they die because there was one time right after i got married we were in chicago and i watched a movie and the dog died and i lost my shit and we left early wasn't it marley and me no. Okay. That one I saw when I was in there high school, is... and I didn't have pets yet, and okay. I still lost my shit. There is a website called like Does the Dog Die or something. I know. <laughs> Where they tell you in the mo- if the movie if the dog dies in the movie. Anyway, I'm very glad that that Jones lived. Yeah, he was a little shaken up at the end there when Cute she's kicking kitty. him around the, the carrier. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> she's just like flinging him around like like. Kicking him down the hallway and flinging He's him fine. across the thing. They cool. were an extreme survival situation, so you might be able to forgive it. But yeah, true Bruised enough. Bruised but alive. The cat probably thought it could take the alien. The cat probably did. I don't know. It well, I feel good. like the, the cat kind of just kind of ran away a lot. I yeah. mean, honestly, that's what I'd do. Like fuck the fuck this thing's big. But when the alien, when there's that part where the cat's in the carrier looking up at the alien, and the alien's looking at it, like you can tell the alien's like, "What the heck are you?" The cat's just looking back at it, like, yeah. I think it's <laughs> like, "What it, are you?" It. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got it right <laughs> here for you. Attitude. I can't do anything. That's the attitude of cats, though. Just bring it. Bring I got it. it. Oh, you're bigger you. than I thought you were. Never mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like I have a picture of Penelope like laying on top of my uh, tarantula's tank and the tarantula's on the other side of her just like bring it like totally not God. scared. Jasper likes to jump on top of uh, my snake's cage. I have Neela up at the top on my shelf because she's the chillest and Jasper's like up there. I'm like I'm cleaning the cages and Jasper just comes up and he's just looking down and peering down like huh what's in there? And Neela's just like I can't see for shit. Like she has such a hard time finding your food. Like, anyway, you have their cages decorated so cute. I was looking at them when you. I was there last week. They were so cute. I was like, oh man, like mine's just like like fucking panzers slithering around in hamster shavings. <laughs> 
Yeah, and, I got uh, a tapestry off of Amazon for like 12 bucks or something, and I pinned it up behind it, so it looks I really saw cool. That. Yeah, that was it cool. Just, it just makes it look, them, they're like more of a decoration, like something you want to look at, you know? And then people realize what's in there is not actually cute and, cu- well, they're cuddly. Well, not one of them, <laughs> but snakes. the one is at least. <laughs> um, so people kind of, anyway. Let's get back yeah. to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> We've deviated a little bit. I know. We haven't even started talking so, about I it. I know. We start off in space. Surprise! Surprise! We're in space! We're in space. Um, you meet the Nostromo first. It's the, um, it's like a, a towing vehicle. It, yeah. It's holding ore. I think it says 20 million tons of ore. Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot of yeah. ore would it's be a safe bet. A lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Not that you ever see the ore no. in no, the movie. I would like to have seen the ore. If there's that much ore... I try to see piles of ore, I'm just saying. But that's, you know, beside the point. Um, anyway, the crew wakes up. So they open carry ore through space. Oh. What, what, what keeps it from floating? It's in containers. Yeah. Why would you? Never mind. We'll just get back to the movie then. <laughs> I want them opened up and in piles. <laughs> Is that such weird? <laughs> Do you think they're shoveling it in at the yes! uh, depot? <laughs> oh, my God. They need the shovel <laughs> stuck in it? Yes. <laughs> Um, and the crew wakes up from their long hibernation nap. The crew is, they're woken up. And that's when things go awry. <laughs> yeah, well, they're woken up by a distress call or they, something they think is a distress call from a planet that they're near. And the first thing that they do is try to orient themselves because they wake up and they think that that means that they're near Earth and they're going to cruise into, like, into Earth and mm-hmm. be home. But then they find out that they're still, what, like 10 months away from Earth? Yeah. It's not our system. Yeah, it's not not our our system. system. I know that. The Zeta 2 Reticuli. 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 Whatever. That's where they're actually at. Yes. Yeah. And they don't know what the signal says. They can't decipher it yet. No. But they they still... They start trying. But they still are going to go down to the planet before they finish deciphering the message. They anticipate it being an SOS. Because they think think it's probably an SOS. Yeah. yeah. So they got to hurry down And they get all mad. Honestly, like, this is something that I could totally relate to this part of the movie. It's like, are we getting paid for this? Like, (laughs) you're making me do extra work. Right. That I am not... I was not hired to do. (laughs) And it's like... Honestly, I feel that like if it's not in my job description, I'm not gonna fucking do it. Yeah, right. Like, or if you want me to do it, you're gonna pay me more. Like, yeah. come on, I'm here to mine this ore and take it back. Like, nothing else. I'm not. I'm not any sort of you know first responder. Right. They're, yeah. they're, they're teamsters. They're yeah. not. They're not the Coast Guard yeah, or space no. explorers. They're right. just teamsters. They're teamsters. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's Perfectly what put. the Enterprise is for. Right. Exactly. That ship is for yes. that problem. Well, and Mother makes them, though. I mean, it's part of their... Mother is the um, computer, the onboard computer. Yeah, and, and I she, always loved that yeah. for some reason, that that was, that was the computer's <laughs> name, Mother. Is it Father in the second one? No. It's in Prometheus, I think. Father is one of them in one of the movies. I can't remember which one. Maybe it's Prometheus. Never mind. Sorry. I don't think it was an alien. Anyway. Uh, no, maybe not. Maybe it's not Mother. Um, yeah, Mother makes them stop. To go investigate. So. Yeah, and they so, basically say, well, if you don't, we're going to dock your pay. And then they're much more cooperative, which honestly is the only way to get me to do stuff. Well, if you don't do it, you're not going to get paid. So when so. they land, they end up fucking up the the, the ship, well, the, the little lander ship anyway, because they hit something. So they've got to repair it. So um, while Brett and uh, Parker are repairing the ship, 
you've got Kane, Lambert, and Dallas going out to investigate this thing. We're leaving mm-hmm. Ash and Ripley to annoy everyone. And Ash Ripley is all like, everyone. oh man, I wanted to go. But he's not allowed to go. Did he say that? Yeah, he was like, he 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 wanted to go. He's, he made some remark about like, I'll go or, or like something like, you know, like me too or something. And they're like, no, Ash, you stay Stand. here. You stay on the ship, you android. You guard bastard. the base. Well, they didn't know. They didn't I know. I know. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I will refer to him as android bastard throughout the whole film, even though you don't know it's at the very end that he was indeed an, an android, android bastard. bastard. Ash, you're the least capable man here. You guard the base. It, well, it makes for well, not that you knew what it was though. If you thought it was just people you're rescuing, but when you find out like it's an alien craft, he is the science officer. He should have been the one to go out there. Right. But right. And well, that, and- I feel like in hindsight, that's something that I should have noticed at first. It's like the science person's not going to go check out this. Like the, but like yeah. at the same time, like there's this there's this new planet. Like, why is this person fixed? Just I don't know. I feel like they should have an engineer mechanic specifically for fixing the ship, and like that's what they do. And the science person goes out and discovers new things on yeah. new planets. And stuff, well, yeah, but. and I think that's why I think that's why Ash was kind of like obviously I'm gonna go, and he was like, and no, obviously you know later we find out that he is a traitorous bastard, yeah. and so he kind of really <laughs> wanted to go for other reasons as well, probably, probably. to complete his secret mission. Right, Plus the company wants him to go. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, Parker and Brett were the mechanics. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's why they were bitching about their shares because they don't get full shares, right? Which uh, Ripley goes down and annoys them first, and then Ripley goes up and annoys Ash, saying, "Well, I'm going to decipher this thing," which she does decipher the code that supposedly Mother couldn't, right? And finds out it's a warning, not an SOS, not an SOS. So get the warning. fuck out of there. So then she wants to go down there and warn them, and Ash is like, "Oh no, why do you want to do that? Like, <laughs> they'll the- figure it out." <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, by the it's time you get there, they'll know if it's a warning or not. So there's no point in going, right? Like, there's like you're no... just wasting your time. Stay here and Stay you know, here. prepare for stuff. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not like... suspicious at all. Yeah. No, <laughs> not even a little bit. So um, while the, the trio of terror are out there investigating, they find this alien ship and they find this petrified alien at the helm of the ship. But then they find the eggs. Why are you giggling already? What are you giggling about? Why did I <laughs> because say so when you funny? said petrified alien, I was just amazing. I was imagining an alien with a really scared look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean petrified as in uh, fossilized. Yes, fossilized. fossilized. Thank you. <laughs> but then they also find this sea of eggs that Kane has to go investigate further. Kane, yeah, he he's can't not just leave bright. It alone. Oh, no, he really can't leave it alone. He, I'm surprised no, he have a cattle not, prop with him. he's not very bright about the whole egg situation. He just goes into this massive hall. It just, it looks like, it basically looks like this giant ship is just carrying eggs. Like, yeah. nothing but eggs. Like the size of, like, a stadium, like a soccer stadium. Right, yeah. yeah. And there's just rows and rows and rows and rows of eggs. Do we think that the alien ship crashed there or meant to be there to populate it with their species? Do we know? What are, we, what are our thoughts on that? It always looked like it crashed there because it was damaged because they entered the ship through a crack in the hull. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of the other thing. There's no other life forms detected there. And I feel like had there been other life forms, that ex- I mean, obviously there would be more eggs that would have been hatched and like there'd be an alien population going on there but there really wasn't so it makes me believe that there were no other life forms there for them to kind of take over the way that they do so i also have to agree that probably a crash landing unintentional Mm -hmm. it's like this other species was transporting the alien eggs 
Something went awry. They crashed on the planet, and it was a life. Makes you wonder where they were headed to. Like, were they going to go to Earth? Yeah, I don't like, know. Were they were were they headed? Those eggs had headed for some battlefield of some war that we never even knew about. You know. Yeah. Maybe they were headed for the grocer's freezer at uh, Omicron Percy A8. Maybe they were. <laughs> Alien eggs are a delicacy <laughs> on that planet. We don't know. <laughs> and not knowing makes it even more terrifying. Yes. Mm-hmm. It does. In your grocer's freezer. Yeah, don't put your head in there, apparently. <laughs> yeah, don't be Kane. Do not. No. And when you see, like, weird egg things, do not stick your fucking face in it. Like, I take know. a picture and move on. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like, look at it later. Like, honestly. And seriously, don't break the mist membrane. Do not break. <laughs> Something happened. The I'm going to keep going. membrane. And then you won't fucking slide on your ass into the eggs. I gotta say the special effects for those eggs it was it was pretty amazing like I love the translucent you could see it moving it was cool the and and what that was was uh um somebody either Ridley Scott or Dan O'Bannon I'm not sure which one their hands in surgical oh. gloves inside the bottom there moving around okay and, and just backlit. And that was what they made it look like. The creature, the face hugger was inside moving around. And then there was a hydraulic system that actually opened the egg. Oh, that's cool. That it's very really well cool. done. Very well done. I was going to say, I feel like movies back then, the special effects are, you can tell when they're special effects and anything else is actually props that are actually physically made. Mm-hmm. And I just think that is something that is so cool that we don't really see a whole lot of anymore because we can do so much more with special effects. And it just mm-hmm. kind of adds that extra like touch of reality because you actually see the actors interacting with what's actually there and not something that's imagined. And mm-hmm. I just think that's really cool. Completely agree with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say while we're talking about this that like the ship and everything um everything was built by them they they didn't have anything like specially custom made by anyone else they had to build everything themselves they got a lot of stuff from aircraft graveyards and junkyards which i think is really cool because it has more authenticity to Mm -hmm. it i think yeah so i feel like the level of detail that they had in this movie was just really awesome and helps make it one of those timeless movies too yeah i love the opening shots of the movie where you're basically taking a tour of the ship yeah mm-hmm. the slow establishing shots in the movie are great yeah those yeah. are great it's amazing to see the detail of just the sets that they i just can't believe that they built all of that from nothing because yeah, they, they didn't have anything made because they couldn't afford it it was too expensive to have that done back then mm-hmm. so it was just like well, you got to make it all and, worked out and, and and they still put and even despite that they had to do that they still put so much detail into it it's crazy and they did win an academy award for the special effects in this film in That's 1980 yeah. well deserved really yes, well deserved absolutely well back to Kane and him putting his face in the uh, egg like a moron dumbass uh, the face hugger <laughs> then comes out wraps itself around Kane Face hugger just sounds so friendly. Wants to give you a hug. Want to be a face hugger? Crazy. Free hugs. Um, they bring him back to the ship, and Ripley doesn't want to let him on. She's trying to establish quarantine protocol. Protocol. Yeah, right. yeah he's quarantined for twenty-four hours before actually like 
Like, you can't let him on the ship. Which is smart. Ripley's like the only smart one on this whole ship. Can I just say Very that? smart protocol. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which, of course, Ash is going to... And Ash, as the science officer, should be backing her up 100%, and he is the one who lets them Yet in. another hint that something mm-hmm. is not right. He's a yeah. devious bastard, you know. Did you guys also notice when he gets up from the hypersleep and everything, he does this little fast run in place? Mm-hmm. Like, that that was supposed to be, like, a clue that he was, like, like robots get stiff, and he had to... Yeah, run. Like, no, to get the hydraulics working. I mean, honestly, though, I get stiff too. <laughs> like I hurt myself like in my sleep, so <laughs> I mean, I personally wouldn't notice a difference. It'd be like, oh, you know, he's just really weird and just loosening up. But like, mm-hmm. I'd be stiff too. I don't know. Did you say something, just Joe? No, no. Okay. Are you accusing me of being an android? I wasn't thinking about administering a Torig test to you at all. <laughs> <laughs> No guarantees on the outcome of that. <laughs> so Ash lets them in, and they take immediately to Med Bay, where they try to cut the alien off. And as soon as they make a little slice in it, they find out the blood is acid. Uh, yeah. What really did they corrosive say? Acid. Mechanical acid. Oh yeah, yeah. Powerful shit. It goes through like three. What was it? Three levels? Three decks? Yeah. Levels? They have to run and make sure it doesn't go through the hull. Fortunately, it does stop after three levels. Three levels and part of a pen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking something really bad here. We got to move on before I say what I'm really badly thinking. So then they go back up. I'm assuming, correct? Yeah. And they are, like, trying to get it off. Mm-hmm. And then the face hugger just tightens its grip and starts to, like, really hurt them. And they're like, um, okay, well, we'll leave it. They find out that the, even though the face hugger is completely covering, <laughs> stop, you are terrible, covering no. the entire mouth and nose. Like, there should be no way for this, per- for him to be breathing. It's breathing for him. Yes. They find out that there's a tube going into its mouth and, like, down its throat, which is disgusting. And stop. Can we just... Um, no, it's not... All right, let's... No, no, all I can't... I can't stop let's get it out of the it. open okay. so we can move on. If aliens have periods, <laughs> their blood is corrosive, that would be very, very bad. I'm just saying. Who what? said aliens what? have No, periods. I'm just thinking you, you about this. You have to have, like, metal I'm, tampons. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm thinking. They have or, like, a uh, lead well, aprons or something. free bleeding is, like, a thing now, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking yeah, about that. I mean, they could do that because their their acid blood can't pierce their own skin. Their oh, there you go. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. No wonder why the queen was always in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> because um, that's also a little bit of trivia that works into Alien versus Predator. The Predators make their shields out of like the alien's heads um, mm-hmm. because the alien uh, is impervious ben- the, to... the alien blood w- won't. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. Very smart predator. Very smart. Indeed. They're smart. They love hunting the aliens. So. Me too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move past that. <clears throat> so they decide to leave it and eventually falls off and kind of disappears. To fall on the Ripley later, which is great. Gotta have a good jump scare going on. Yes. So they think everything's fine because, yeah, it just died and it, everything's everything's fine. Of course. That- and Ripley wants to get rid of it. And they're like, no, science, keep it. <laughs> that sounds just like Ash. No, science, keep it. <laughs> that is exactly I've Ash. kept this ring for all these years. What could go wrong? <laughs> so, yeah, they're all having one last meal before um, 
they go back into hypersleep for the last 10 months back home. And that's when poor Kane has a little poor seizure Kane. of sorts. And this alien rips through his chest, sizes them all up. And runs away. And we've got to talk about yes. this scene because <laughs> this is, the this best is such a famous scene. And it is a terrifying scene. It I is a terrifying scene. I, again, I am terrified. But this was such a great scene because when they would run through the scene with Kane, they would kind of keep the other actors away until they were actually going to film it. Because they didn't want the actors to know exactly how it was going to happen. They knew what was going to happen, but they didn't know how. And they didn't know what it was going to look like. So they really wanted, like, the actors got reactions when they filmed this. So all of the reactions that you see to this, even Lambert, like, screaming. And uh, that was all completely, purely their reaction to what happened. Because they did not know. They were unprepared for what was going to happen. And that is their true reaction. I absolutely love when that happens. I know of I know of two other instances. Um, if any of you have seen Friends, when Ross falls down the stairs and it's a mannequin, they don't tell the actress Aunt Jennifer Aniston, who plays Rachel, that it's going to happen. So she thinks he's actually falling down the stairs, and it's actually <laughs> the actor. So like that's a genuine response. And then there's another one. It was just something really, really small, but in the hobbit the first one they throw an egg or something through the air and he legit catches it in his mouth like that wasn't cgi or anything and wow. like all the actors like got really excited because it actually happened so like, that, <laughs> just, like just that how genuine it is because it's a real reaction i just love That's cool. when that happens yeah me too yeah. yeah veronica cartwright said she actually felt dizzy and fell back and hit her head wow. she was so terrified yeah, yeah. I, I have her her uh, how she feels uh, like her 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 sound effects like it's permanently implanted <laughs> in my brain as to exactly what she, yeah, yeah it's like so um helps with that scene poor kane dies from that oh how can poor you not kane survive dies. an alien ripping out of your chest i mean I that know. should be survivable i'm just saying plus it he also had a cameo. John Hurt also cameoed in Spaceballs as Kane in the diner scene at yeah. the end. Yeah, he, he <laughs> right. is in a oh, diner really? at the end yes. of that movie, and a chest burster comes out of him and sings I was, Hello, I was my baby. I was babysitting a, like a six- or a seven-year-old, and she wanted to watch that. And so I was like, oh, what's that movie about? And she was like legit telling me about the movie. So like I knew I, that she had seen it. So like I've only watched that movie once. It was an interesting movie, but like I don't. Oh, I love Spaceballs. Yeah. I remember that. Anyway, I like how his response to to the to the event in Spaceballs is just a casual, oh, no, not again. Yeah, oh, no, <laughs> not again. I didn't catch that. I'm going to have to go back and watch it now. It's near the end of the movie. I could probably, like, YouTube it or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So then they break up the teams <clears throat> trying to get this alien, trying to, um, trying to capture it before they go back to sleep. And... Um, it sheds. It does. Yeah. It becomes quite large. Archer, um, Brett, and uh, Ripley were together. They go looking for it with a tracking device that ends up picking up Jonesy the cat instead yeah. of the alien. And this is when we first meet the cat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, it was a tracking device, a cattle prod, and a flashlight. They all had something. Right. Yeah. And uh, like they make the Brett go after the cat because they don't want to pick it up again. They don't want to track it again on the track. Right. And it's screwed up. Right. So, yeah, he went off by himself, which we know in a horror movie, that's always the brilliant thing but to they, do. But yeah. they they, they're looking for a small alien. They're not it's looking for fine. a big alien. Yeah. They think right. they're looking for, yeah, for, for that little 
little worm wormy thing, thing that ran Snake, off. Whatever, yeah, little. Yeah. Come on now, it burst through a chest cavity. I'm frightened of it. I don't care how small it is. It can <laughs> no, be the size of my no. Granted, but then, but still, you're already like scared to death of it, yeah. and then you, it turns out that it's taller than you. <laughs> right. I mean. Oh my god. So they're prepared for a snake hunt right yes. now. Right. They're looking for something small. They have no idea that it's shed its skin and I'm just it's now curious seven as to how feet it tall. grows so fast. Like you need a lot of energy and a lot of food to be able to do there that. There is a right? deleted scene where the alien breaks into their food supply. Oh, oh is there? Yeah, there is. It basically eats almost everything. That well, that would have been nice to include. That would have explained a lot. Right. Yeah. It was well, like two hours long, they probably just they probably just couldn't. Yeah, yeah I guess already that's true. Running long, so it's sometimes, especially back then, that was like really long. That was. Yeah, I mean, it sometimes really you see a deleted scene that explains a lot. You just face palm as to why they cut such a short scene. Yeah. Or like a few lines of dialogue that would have explained a lot. <laughs> yeah. Or like, hey, it got into the food supply. Yeah. We have yeah. no food. <laughs> Boom. I just I just summarized that scene in what five right. seconds, and then another <laughs> actor says, "How could it eat all of our food supply? We had enough food for X amount of months." <laughs> and then they go, "Oh shit!" Right. Well, the um, poor Brett finds the skin, and then he finds the alien. He it's really cool. Or does yeah. the alien find him? Right. Oh, the he alien goes finds him. <laughs> into this circular room. They're they're all about circular rooms in this mm-hmm. on these sets. They said everything cost extra because everything was circular, and it takes more material to do circular. Um, and there's a uh, like an engine or something hanging down, and chains hanging down that are moving suspiciously. And all this water dripping down from condensation on the engine. And he goes and he stands under the water dripping down and lets it, you know, drip all over his face because he's sweating, running through the bowels of the ship, of the ship looking for the cat. And uh, and it's just, it's unsettling. It's just, you know, and you're just waiting for something to happen because he's you know all alone. You know he's going to get picked but off. But it's in what manner will it occur is that's the right and he does find the cat again but then the cat uh runs away from him and hides and hisses at something behind him and he's confused and he turns around and he comes face to face with not the small little worm alien he thought he was gonna find but a giant seven foot tall black death machine that's a good description Mm -hmm. Very apt description, yes. Thank you. And I actually have a little bit more about the alien in my notes here. Sigourney Weaver said, it was stunningly beautiful as well as terrifying. Agree. Um, it had like a sort of elegance to it. It's terrifying. I just, I still can't get it. I just, ugh, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The mock-up of the alien was created using parts from an old Rolls-Royce, ribs and vertebra from a snake, and it had an animatronic, and the alien's costume had an animatronic head with 900 moving parts. They even gave the alien a binomial name of internet, let me try that again, (laughs) internecivus raptus, which means murderous thief. Nice. Yeah, in the Latin. I like it. Very fitting. Did you read too about how shredded condoms were made, making up the tendons in a straw? No. What? Yeah, <laughs> they used shredded condoms for that. Yeah. 
Um, H.R. Giger was the Swedish designer of the alien. It was based on his uh, painting Necronom 4 with a uh, his style was biomechanical, a fusion of the organic and mechanic. He did um, a lot of uh, paintings, his books of paintings, the Necronomicon and the Necronomicon 2, and also all of his paintings that were uh, featured in Omni um, <laughs> rose him to prominence. He was admitted to the Sci-Fi and Fantasy Hall of Fame in 2013. Um, and he did album art for a lot of artists like Danzig, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, Carcass, which is a metal band that I fucking love, uh, Celtic Frost, Trypticon, and Debbie Harry. Nice. And... Never heard of a single one of those. <laughs> I also live under a rock. I live under a rock. It's Blondie? Fine. Oh, that's Debbie Harry's Bondi, yeah. He also oh, designed microphone yeah. stands for corn. Yes, mm-hmm. he did. And uh, the St. Germain Castle in Switzerland was purchased by him, and it now houses um, the H.R. Giger Museum, um, where you can go and see all of his featured works. I wish I could go. That would be fucking Where's sweet. Where's it at? I'm sorry. It's in Switzerland. Let's go. St. Germain Castle would be fucking sweet to Let's see just on its go. own. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Yeah, let's do I don't it. know how, but we're going to try. We're going to go. do it somehow. We should podcast while we're there. That would be so cool. It would be so cool. All right. Is that all you have on the alien itself? Yes. Okay. Where were we at? We were at... Oh, Brett's death. Brett was Poor just Brett. taken. Yeah. Poor Brett, yeah. Love that part where the jaw opens up and the little mouth comes out. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. You know, I always thought that was so cool, and I thought that was so scary that it had, like, this extra jaw that came out. It was so bizarre. And then I found out that that's actually something from nature. Eels have that jaw. Do they really? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Oh, that's fascinating. (laughs) Yes. Hmm. I'm going to have to go find me an eel now. Electric (laughs) or just plain eel is fine? Um, Just plain is fine. Okay, cool. I'm going to go find me an eel, and then I will eat it after I'm done. Okay. No one eats eel here? They are delicious. They are delicious. No, I do. Thank I you. do okay, eat good. eel, yes. <laughs> I've had it. It's good. Catastrophe just kind of made a gagging noise or a gagging motion. I really want sushi now. I do too. I love sushi, but I let's, only really do cooked sushi. Let's go get sushi. Yeah. When I went to Virginia, we went to this place and they had really fucking good sushi. They put like cooked lobster on top of like the sushi. Wow. And it was just so good. It was uh, called the Lobster Dynamite. We're going to pause amazing. this podcast to go get sushi. You guys stay here and we'll be right back. There is a fantastic sushi restaurant not very far from me. It's a little expensive, but... It's delicious. Oh, my God. Their sushi is amazing. Would they accept me in my pajamas that I'm wearing right now? Because I I am wearing pajamas. They're a pretty casual place. They're not fancy or anything. Yeah. All right, good. So somehow Parker Parker sees, because he's like, it's a big thing. It's huge. Like, I don't know if he saw the alien or what. Well, Parker and Brett were joined at the hip for most yes. of the movie. They were they were BFFs. Yeah, I think Parker saw close the tail end of it disappearing somewhere or something. Yeah, okay, I mean, that must have been it because he's like, it's huge. He's explaining it to them once they get he's back. He's like, it's he, not little. Yeah, it's a big hall. thing. It's huge. Um, so they think it's using the air vents. So Dallas goes into the air vent with a flamethrower, 
try and with having a Lambert tracking it outside the air vent, trying to go through and find this fucking thing. Like the yeah. goal is to get it into an airlock and kind of yeet it out into space, blow it from space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent plan. Yes, yes. Uh, this the air duct scene for me is probably one of the most gut wrenching scenes in the movie. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! Right. Yeah. Wow. I was like, like on the edge of my airplane seat. Like, come <laughs> on, come on, come on. I know. <clears throat> and then Morpheus is next to me, just pass the fuck out. <laughs> You're missing it. He, had oh, he lives up to his name, you know. Oh my God, he does. He can't, he falls asleep while driving too. So he has to like listen to podcasts or audiobooks <laughs> because it just puts him to sleep. And I'm like, dude, you're weird. <sighs> But that's why he's Morpheus. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I was having like a heart attack on the airplane watching this scene. Like, wait, like come on, it's right. and just like all of the anxiety and anticipation of all of the characters in the movie just like amped me up. I you, I loved it. You really do feel like you're right there with them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my god, yes. I feel so bad for Dallas when he dies. There's not I many know. movies that can really do that scene. for me. Yeah, yeah. it is. But see, this is one of those movies that actually takes the time to introduce the cast to you, and it's a good ensemble cast. They're all great actors, and you get to know them and care about them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is fabulous. This is a fabulous cast. Except for, for Ash, sure. that douchebag android. Oh, he was so good as Ash, though. I know, but I just hate we'll, him. We'll, we'll get to that. I know. Don't worry. We'll get to him. Don't worry. So all that Parker goes back into the air duct. Somehow Parker goes in the air duct, so all he finds is the flamethrower. That's all that's left of Dallas. Yeah. He's missing. Gone. There's no body. So we're left wondering, did he eat him? Did he drag him away? Like, did he wrap him up in some what, weird spider web or something? What is doing like, with hmm. these people? Where did he go? Well, Ripley's now in charge because it was Dallas, then Kane, and then Ripley. Ripley. In she's, she's, she's in third charge in now. Charge and, and she's like, I'm tired of bullshit. Yeah, she's going to go talk like, to Mother and get the real 411. She's yeah. going like, to get shit done. Look all you, mm. you, you assholes did. You didn't listen to me and look where <laughs> we're at. Y'all are dead. So she goes and she 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 wants some answers, mm-hmm. and comes to find that there's not enough data to compute or whatever it says. I don't remember. Well, she exactly. finds out that it's um there's well, a special science out, yeah. order, and also that the crew's secondary to everything else. They're expendable. Crew yes. expendable. Yeah. Yep. And then oh, it's so oh, scary when she she leans her head back like she's just blown away, and then all of a sudden you see ashes next to her, and it's like fuck. Where the fuck did you come from? Yeah. As and far then as jump the, scares go, that was a good one. Yes. There's that random nosebleed, too. What, for her? For Ripley, yeah. Well, they they fight, don't they? They That's fight. She grabs that. him and slams him against the wall a couple times, and that kind of causes mm-hmm. him to start malfunctioning. And then she sees the white... Uh, He's talking about Ripley's nosebleed, though. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. And and yeah. then she's got a nosebleed for some reason. And so I guess it's from the struggle... Well, there was another well, he, deleted scene, she, too. I mean, oh. he grabs her and, like, slams her into the wall, and then he throws her um, across the room. What was the deleted scene? There was a partially filmed and deleted scene where they're looking for the alien. Parker comes across it by the airlock. Ash is missing. Lambert and Ripley are on the bridge, and Parker tells them that it's near the airlock to pop the airlock. And when the airlock starts to open, the lights come on. The alien's fixated on the light, but just as the door opens, this klaxon goes off and scares the alien away. Hmm. Ash. And uh, the acid, the alien actually loses a limb in the airlock. Sweet. And it starts corroding through the airlock. 
it pushes Parker out of the way. Parker gets injured. Ripley goes down to investigate, and Ripley and Parker are caught in an area of the ship that starts to decompress. And supposedly that's where the nosebleed oh, comes from. Oh. And then she goes to mother for answers and okay. finds out that that's where it came from. That makes from. more sense. Just kind and of then, of course, Ash sense. shows up at like the last minute to save Ripley and Parker, but he was missing for a few scenes. Yeah. But it was mm-hmm. partly shot and then just deleted for budget reasons. Mm. And that makes sense. And then that's also where they find out the alien has incredible, like, regenerative abilities, too, because mm-hmm. it regenerates its lost limb. Oh, okay. That would have been nice to have in there. Yeah. yeah. But I get why they couldn't afford it. I mean, right, they only was... had an $8.4 million budget for this thing. So yeah. So was, even at that time. Um. So, yeah, her and Ash get into it. She sees, they have a fight. She sees the little white trickle. Trickle, and she realizes that he is an android, a company mm-hmm. plant. Company spy. Because weren't they commenting earlier that there was a last minute change as to who the science yes. person was? Yes, there was. No one had ever written out with him before. No yeah. one knew him. And just two days before launch, they replaced the science officer with Ash. And did, mm-hmm. Dallas made a comment that he had met Ash once before. Did and he? that was it. I think he did. No, I don't remember that. Yeah. Anyways. Well, during their struggle, he knocks Ripley out and then tries to choke her with a rolled-up magazine. Okay, I have, to, I, have to, I have to share, I have to share this. Okay, so the reason why he chokes her with a rolled-up magazine is because he is, wants to choke her with his manhood, but he doesn't have one. So he uses a magazine, what? a sex magazine that he rolls up. It's a sex magazine. Though. Oh, I, I figured from the, the, the corner they were in where yeah. it was all boobies and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's there was what, like their sex nook. Must that's have been what Brett's uh, bunk. Dan O'Bannon says in the well, director's Parker's. commentary. <laughs> okay. That. Uh, sure, we can go with that. That's, that's what it was. So he was going to choke her with his dick if he had a dick. He that was, is an interesting way to die. metaphorically trying to choke her with his dick. Yeah. His okay. little android dick. <laughs> Well, luckily, Parker finds him yeah. and beats the shit out of him with a fire extinguisher. Thanks, Dan O'Bannon. Ripping him in fire half, Fire extinguishers basically. are quite handy. You can, yeah. there's, movie, they're multi-purpose. This movie is incredibly sexual. <laughs> it yes, was, it is. You listen really to Dan is. O'Bannon, the screenwriter. Everything was about sex in this movie. Oh, just wait. We're not even to the Lambert death scene yet. I mean, that is huge. Yeah. yeah it's really suggestive. Yes. Yes, it is. That's it really is. Um, so, yeah, they rip Ash in half. And uh, find out he's an alien with that gross milk stuff everywhere. Ian yes. Holmes says that he hates milk to this day because of aliens. I bet. Oh, I God. bet. Um, um, they plug Ash back in just to get the, just the his science head though, order. Right? What? Is it just his head, though? Yeah, just his head. Yeah, because uh, everything else is... You know, and some more off. great right. practical visual effects, yeah. too. So they want to get what the the special science order 937 was, and they find out it's exactly what Mother said. It's the organism, the perfect singular organism. They want it back on Earth to study it, and the company wants it. So that's why... For their bioweapons division. But how the fuck the company knew that it would be out there to find it, to put ash on the ship just in case they ran into it? I mean, that's a lot of planning, I'm just saying. But who also left the warning? Hmm? Who also left the warning? For the Signal. not to go there? Yeah. I don't know. I'm almost wondering if another ship came across it and reported back or like found something out and told the company. I feel like there's, there's a prequel yeah. to this that we don't know. See, that should have been the prequel, not freaking Prometheus. Yes, agreed. Well, and um, the video game, um, uh, 
with Amanda Ripley, her daughter. Alien kind of, Isolation. Alien Isolation, thank you. Kind of, tell, doesn't it tell more uh, backstory as to how the company found out about the alien? Yes. That's what I thought. So, unfortunately, we don't have it in a movie, no. but we do have it in a very scary, may I say, video game. I mean, fucking scary that video game. That is a very game. scary video game. I love to watch people play it, but it scares <laughs> the shit out of me. I could never play it myself. I wouldn't get anywhere. I'd freeze. Like, I'd hide under a table, like, for an hour and then give up and <laughs> turn off the game. I mean, I really game. want to see this video game and play it. It's the really the AI in the game, scary. the alien AI actually learns how you play and learns how to stalk you and oh, the way you cool. play. Yeah, so the alien is actively stalking you and you have no way of dealing with it because you can't kill it anyway, but you have no weapons You have anything. to hide and evade the, from it. Right. The only thing is you're playing, like, a strategy game, basically, like, of hide and seek with this It's basically, thing. like, how long can you last? Yeah basically and it's so scary that i can't even play it but it's so fun to watch i love watching it all right so they're gonna decide they're gonna take their chances in the fucking shuttle that's only made for two they're gonna grab all this coolant food whatever and get in the shuttle so um ripley's gonna go prep the shuttle and while parker and lambert go to get coolant and they're going to self-destruct sad. the ship. Yeah, The big ship. That's a huge thing. Yeah, they're going to self-destruct the ship. They're just going to self-destruct the ship and take their chances in the pod. When Ripley should be prepping the pod, she finds Jones and goes chase after him again, which I... Because, you know, you, you have don't to leave the cat. You leave right. no man or cat behind. I agree. That's right. Um, but while she's doing that, she hears Parker and Lambert getting attacked by the alien, which is really horrible. It's my least favorite scene. Yeah. So Parker dies. Um, the alien just does his little head right through his head, which I thought it was more graphic than what it was. I don't remember. I thought it remember it being more graphic. But then the alien goes after Lambert. And it is... Who wants to describe this scene? Because I don't... Not me. <laughs> no one? Uh, no. Let's see uh, what. The alien's razor tail uh, cur- her. curls her leg and, and goes up her uh panties yes and the screams you hear from her being attacked it is horrifying the thing tried to mate with her before it killed her it it fucked her to death i think yeah yeah well that's something that they say about the the alien it is androgynous it can give birth itself and also impregnate Mm -hmm. i mean that's a really good like speaking from a scientific point of view like that's a really good survival skill to have yeah Mm -hmm. this thing is pretty much survival on legs it's just it is the perfect organism it is built but there are organisms on earth they're not bigger like they're like super tiny but they can last through really harsh conditions that when conditions are great they can mate with each other and when conditions are bad they can just do it themselves and so like there are organisms in you know on earth i mean granted there's not like an elephant or anything that you're gonna come across there's small microorganisms but still it's a very interesting concept at least in my opinion but i love science so there are species of wasps that will lay their eggs inside caterpillars Ew. And the larvae will eat their way out of the caterpillar. So kind of like an alien. Kind of like, yes. There yeah. we go. Mm. Interesting. And then there's that zombie fungus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The zombie fungus. That also affects caterpillars and other small... Poor caterpillars. Poor caterpillars. It does. I love the zombie fungus. It is amazing to me. I love fungus. I do. It's like it's incredible. I love lamp. <laughs> no, you know what? It's like like fun, fungi are like animals. They're not. 
they're not plants Mm-mm. they're not related to plants they're more they they are more genetically closely related to us than they are like lettuce chaos I mean, collects molds for spores and fungus i, I collect like, spores I think molds and fungus. bananas aren't humans related to bananas though like our molecular so, structure yeah, our like molecular, yeah, or, or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is just crazy wow. science is awesome i love it i know so it looks like you have trilobites on your ceiling doesn't it though it that's does. exactly <laughs> what i think of the underside of a trilobite like, sorry I, I i worked a long shift today and i was on my feet for eight hours so and you uh, need to I decompress. just down and I'm just staring at the ceiling. I have to say, <laughs> this like ceiling, by the way, this ceiling is really fucking interesting when you're on mushrooms. Oh, God. I believe it. Don't do drugs, kids. Do they I move? Do every the trilobites other- move? Oh, the trilobites drugs. move. <laughs> the trilobites move a lot. Oh, they They do dances. Are they coordinated dances? <laughs> they are very coordinated dances. <laughs> So Ripley hears Lambert's horrible death. I'm going to move on. <laughs> Ripley, hor- Ripley hears Lambert's horrible death, and uh, she finds out that Parker, she goes down and sees Parker and Lambert are both dead. So she's like, fuck it, I'm going to blow this shit myself. So she puts the, the puts it in self-destruct mode, which is like a whole series of events, which makes sense. You know, that way you can't just push a button. You don't want to accidentally blow up the Oh, shit, right. I leaned on the button again, you guys. <laughs> and you only like have five minutes to, like, reverse the process yes. before, like, it's too late. It's Ten minutes to self-destruct, five minutes to reverse the process. Yes. In, in any movie with the Starship self-destruct process, it's always a long, complicated procedure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I do like in Star Trek Part 3 how the code to destroy the Enterprise is zero, zero, zero. <laughs> it is. It, it totally is. <laughs> so she does this and she's headed to the, um, she's picking up Jones and headed to the shuttle, but she sees the alien on the way. So she's like, oh fuck. Leaves Jones behind, you bitch. And goes to reverse it. And she does it in a split second, but Mother does not turn off self-destruct. Mother does not turn off self-destruct and I love it when she's like, you bitch! <laughs> it cracks me up every time. So she heads back and she thinks she's okay because she doesn't see the alien anywhere. So they take off. They with, strap in. They kick, kick Jonesy into she the... She puts Jones <laughs> into the pod. To the pet carrier. And... Uh, yeah, and they take off. <laughs> they take off. And they're clear. The the, the blowback has been massive, but they, they survive the aftershock. She, she, she watches the Nostromo blow up with a very sad pensive look on her face yes she's very affected by what happened but at least she has a cat yes that's all a girl needs is a cat why would you have a two-person escape shuttle for a seven-member crew there might have been more than one escape shuttle no i can't imagine that though good i don't know point (laughs) so yeah she puts jonesy in hypersleep or she puts him in the capsule for hypersleep and she's about ready to change, so we get the obligatory butt shot. Oh, my God. What is with that? <laughs> she, the woman has zero ass. She has no ass at all. I yeah. love her. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But she has negative ass. Yeah. But you have to have that shot for, you know, it has to be in a horror movie. Yeah, right. And while she's changing, that's when she sees the alien. It makes a noise in its sleep. It's it's like hiding into it's the... It's blending into the machinery. It yeah. really blends ship. well, too. I see it, it now. It scared me. But it took me a long time to see it every mm-hmm. time. Like, me now too. I see it, but 
it took me a long time where yeah i would always yeah. jump i'd be like okay i know it's there somewhere and psh, well it's it, black and shiny just like the machinery right is, so. i i jumped in my seat did you, oh, did you? yeah <laughs> the guy behind you was like what the hell why won't this chick stop moving i think everyone else was asleep except for me <laughs> so. oh my gosh so uh, Ripley uh, slides into a spacesuit. Um, she straps her ass in, and she proceeds to annoy the alien until it gets out of its little hidey hole, and then she sucks it out of the airlock. Yeah, and then she shoots like a mountaineering gun. The at harpoon. It. It's like a harpoon. Yeah. <laughs> I was mountaineering. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I mean, that's what it looks like because it's got like the the um. What is that end of it? The it's hook a, end. It's a know? grappling oh, yeah. hook. Yeah, it yeah, looks a like a grappling hook. hook. So it's a mountaineering gun. Because the thing tries to go in the uh, the engines. It's Yeah, it tries to sneak back into the engines like it's going to get on the ship that way. And she fucking blasts the shit out of it. Which, think about that. The alien can survive outer space where yeah. our blood would boil and we would burst into a, you know, but, pieces. You know, but the alien can survive it. Apparently right? uh, mechanical I feel acid. like that, that skin and that armor has to be pretty tough, though, if its blood is acidic. Yeah. Right. So I feel like there's got to be like some like I don't, that, I don't that's, know that that skin's got to be like I mean Again, it's tougher than metal. Another attribute that it has that makes it the perfect organism. Mm-hmm. It can survive mm. the vacuum of space. That's crazy. That is. Crazy. I want to be an alien. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so she fires the inter- uh, the engine, incinerating the alien, sending it to drifting off into space and end movie. She goes into hypersleep after recording her final log. The end. The Ooh. end. Ooh. Roll credits. <laughs> so I want to ask you, uh, Catastrophe. Yes. As since you've only seen this once and you just recently saw it for the it first once. team. Yes. Time team. The first team. So um, what did you think overall? Overall, I mean... I loved the movie, I'm going to be honest, but I hated, again, it comes down to the, that is a, I'm terrified of some organism, like a parasite being inside of me, and uh-huh. I just can't get over that. I feel like the special effects were incredible, it's a timeless movie, um, even though I saw it on a really tiny screen, like, it was still so good, I absolutely loved it. Awesome, that's cool, I'm so excited that you did like it, because... Because I love it so much. <laughs> we were so pleased to hear that you watched it when you came back. Yeah. Like, yes. yes. Well, and I had even thought, like, on the plane, I was like, you know what? I should watch this so that, you know, I can share this experience with my podcasting friends who do <laughs> horror movies because it's something right up their alley that they probably have done. And, like, I'm just so behind on on listening to episodes that I probably just haven't gotten to it yet. And then I was so surprised and happy that you hadn't done it yet so that yeah. I could actually be a part of it. Yeah, because we did Out of Order. We did Aliens last year. We didn't do... Mm-hmm. No, two years ago we did Aliens. Yeah. So, yeah, we never did this one. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that we waited a while to do it, though, because, like, I like where we are with our podcast now. I do, too. So I'm really excited that we waited and we're just doing it now because I feel like... Um, we're we're able to do a better episode now. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, any other trivia that anyone wants to put in? I mean, I've got a couple pieces here and there, but Joe, catastrophe. There's really a lot. There's I've so, seen, I've seen so it much once, here. you know, and yeah. so I don't really have a whole lot to go off of. I know the Meryl Streep. So they were it was down to Sigourney Weaver and Meryl Streep. 
for the role of Ripley. And hmm. Ripley, uh, Weaver, so Gordon Weaver actually won it because um, Meryl Streep, uh, her boyfriend had just died, so she was mourning his death. But that's why she won actually, it. Actually, that's not and the only reason that she won it. I mean, it's one of them. They did, they did a test audience with her of all women to make sure that uh, women would respond positively to mm-hmm. her in the role. So they did like a run through with her and um, all the women spoke really positively of her. So they decided to give it to her basically based on that. It's just funny. It was down to those two, though. Mm-hmm. So but a much, very diff- much, very different movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. With Meryl Streep. Yeah. What? Don't you like Meryl Streep? I love Meryl Streep, but I just oh, can't you're see making her as Ripley. Like, just, no, it doesn't really no, make Cheerios or no, something. No, I love Meryl Streep. <laughs> I just can't it. see her as Ripley at no. all. It's no... Um, and then Harrison Ford was actually considered for Dallas, so. Huh. That would have been weird. That would have been very weird, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What other trivia is out there? I know there's pages and pages and pages of it, but anything well, of really great interest. Dan O'Bannon adapted Alien in multiple steps. His uh, student film he made with John Carpenter was a film called Dark Star, which followed Alien closely, only it was a satire, and the creature killing everyone was a beach ball with extra parts glued to it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, Sigourney came up with the idea to sing You Are My Lucky Star. Oh, yeah? At the end, at the end scene in the um, shuttle. Um, and they uh, apparently the studio was kind of pissed off because it was pretty expensive to get the rights to You Are My Lucky Star, but... Uh, they basically insisted that that they get it get that because they really liked the idea nice it was a good touch yeah i thought so the original cut of this movie was over three hours and 12 minutes long wow. i would watch wow. that though i think i would totally I would watch, I would watch that yeah do you Absolutely. think that there's an actual like version of that out there somewhere they did come out with the director's cut in 2003 but i don't think it was that long no yeah mm. But I feel like if they've got like unfinished scenes too, those would be hard to incorporate. Yeah, if they didn't. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah, exactly. But that would definitely be something that I'd be interested in seeing, like seeing some of the deleted scenes, mm-hmm. especially like and seeing how it adds to the movie and kind of connects some of those. I don't want to say connect the dots, but kind of help with the flow a little bit, make more logical sense in some parts. I agree. Um. Dan O'Bannon said that if he did this the the movie today, he'd make it a lesbian relationship between Lambert and Ripley. <laughs> I can see that. I can totally see it, that. Um, they worked with live flame, and the actors all got to practice playing with the flamethrowers, except for um, Ian Holm. Really hated it. He said he really didn't. Well, he he really didn't feel comfortable <laughs> that they were. Uh, playing with live flame and so, he, didn't, he wouldn't play with them but all the other actors were his, weak, his weaknesses are milk and fire yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and speaking of that um the when he's like in pieces and they're uh talking to him though the what they made his innards out of was pasta glass marbles cheap caviar tubes and of course milk nice mm-hmm. gross and those are the ingredients for android Borg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make an Android at home. All I need is pasta and milk and glass marbles. Cheap caviar. Cheap caviar. I got all this in my cabinet. We're fine. 
Anything else you want to add in before we get to ratings? Well, Ridley Scott sold this movie to the studio as kind of like a haunted house in space. He said he drew inspiration from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And initially, from, from the test footage that he was setting in the studio, some of the executives were complaining about the pacing and how it started out real slow, but they loved the finished product and didn't complain anymore after he showed them the finished movie. Well, yeah, I can see why. I mean, there's nothing really to complain about. Right. Yeah. True. Should we rate? Yeah, let's rate. Okay, guests, if you would like to rate first. Uh, I'm thinking. Do you want Joe to go first? Just Joe? Yeah. I can go first. I, I really like this movie. It is a great science fiction horror movie. So I think I'm going to give it nine mysterious signals from space out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pretty much on the same boat. Um, I really like a lot of aspects of it. I love, well, I have a love-hate relationship that it's my biggest fear. So I'm going to do a nine and a half. Um, it's not my favorite horror movie, but it's it's my second. All right. Okay. Ooh, yeah. I love it. That's awesome. I'll go next. Okay. Um, I, this is my favorite movie. It's a 10. That's all. I, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I mean. Um, I kind of agree with you because like I've got a lot of snapshots for this and I still, like it, we said it really holds up today. I mean, we see a lot really of 80s does. movie, 90s movies that all hold up today. I mean, this is 40 yeah. years later. It still holds its weight. Uh, but because I can't get an even score, I have to go 10.000037. You can't do over 10. Yes, you can. No, you can't. It's my world. No, you can't. You're just living in it. No, you can't. Mother says you can't go above 10. <laughs> <laughs> Mother's a bitch because she won't turn off the self-destruct. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's 10 out of 10 uh, mysterious signals in space, too. Because I got to go with Joe's rating system. Oh, uh, I, like, I, I do like that, that rating system. Yeah, I do system. like that, too. Yeah. All right, you want some fan fiction? Yeah. Is oh, there, is I am there, is so there, is curious. There? Oh, boy. So there is a shit ton of fan fiction. <laughs> yes. I was um, disappointed otherwise. There is a ton of fan fiction on its own, but you know, that shit's boring. There's over 741 crossovers alone. Whoa. Sorry, let me take out my mouthpiece. Um, some of my favorites, you know, you get the, the Prometheus ones, blah, blah, blah. Um, Criminal okay. Minds. High School Musical. <laughs> um, we get My Little Pony, Walking Dead. Uh, Beetlejuice, the Rambo series, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, what? Sailor Moon, <laughs> Sailor, Friends. Sailor Moon, Friends, Mario Kart, Mario I feel, Kart. I feel like most of these are going to be based in what they're cross, what it's crossed over with, yeah, with a little bit of like the idea of alien. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, like Xenomorph. it's not going to be like a true like half and half where you have oh, like no. My Little Ponies in space. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, Rainbow Dash like running after Joe. Like you're not going to I don't feel like you're going to have be hysterical that. though. And I think we have to write that now. Oh my god, we totally do. <laughs> and our old friend Ed Edinati is back. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Do you want to hear about Ed Edinati? Yes. I'm just going to read the synopsis. Phobos research facility has been destroyed by an outbreak of xenomorphs. Fearing the loss of important research data, Ed, one of the Earth's smartest scientists, have been sent with his husband, Kevin, and his marine platoon, commanded by Lee Kanker, to secure the data. The situation quickly becomes dire as survival becomes top priority. We'll destroy your team, make it out alive, or perish. Ed and Eddie, thank you very much. Wow. That's one of my favorites. Now, so. now, to play devil's advocate, that's more of an Aliens fan fiction crossover. Yeah. You get a little mix of both. I mean, you do. But there are, there's a ton. 
There's there's a ton here. I mean, Spyro the Dragon. I want to read that one. <gasps> Frozen. I love that game. <laughs> I do too. Spyro is the Doctor best. Doctor Seuss series. What? <laughs> Does it uh, rhyme? Please uh, tell me it oh rhymes. Oh, we got to find that one. Hold on, hold on. Let me pull that back up because now that I think of that, hold on, Doctor Seuss series. I'm, if it doesn't rhyme, I'm going to be so disappointed. Let's make sure it's not mature. Let's see. What if? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no, Lorax. Did you cut down this tree? He asked the man. No, it's not rhyming. Oh, damn it. Boom. Well, then it's, it's not, not Dr. Seuss, damn it. Damn it. So, yeah. <sighs> I should make a rhyming poem. Yes. Oh, my God, for sure. All right. So, that's what I have for fan fiction. I'm going to go ro- 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 read some of this now. <laughs> oh, oh the gosh. South Park one. South Park. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Gets killed. Haven't they already done a Xenomorph episode on yeah, South Park? Like, they have. Interesting side note, though. The androids' names in all the alien movies are alphabetical. Really? Yes. Ash Bishop. What's the... Uh, there, was, there was none in three, Alien 3. Which doesn't exist because it's not a right. real movie. Alien Resurrection, Call. Yep. Yep. Prometheus, David. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yep. And then I stopped counting from there because... They, what was it? They, you don't know what Covenant, Covenant. was? Uh, was uh, it David still in Covenant? I thought he yes. was. Yes. I can't remember what the other one... Because remember uh, Michael Fassbender played dueling androids in that movie? Yeah. See, I haven't seen it. Don't spoil it for me. Don't spoil the crappiness for me. I don't even know what's going on, but that's okay. Um, it's... Uh... <laughs> Are they That's okay. Anyone who saw the movies, the new movies, really doesn't know what's going on either. Yeah. So. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm taking a look here. Let's see. I see no E names. Disappointed by this. David and Walter. They broke the cycle in Covenant. Oh, yeah. those bitches. Oh. I forgot Walter. about Walter. An E name would be pretty easy to come up with. I know. Edward, I still think Eugene, uh, Bishop and Call are my favorite androids, just saying. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie the android. Eddie the android. Earl. Earl. I like Earl. It's horrible. <laughs> Y'all going to be Iron Spice? <laughs> David was bad enough. That's such a lame name. You got Ash, Bishop, and Call. David. You kind of sound something better. Thank you David. for ruining another thing, Alien Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyone have anything to pimp? Anybody want to talk about what's going on in their lives? Nothing. Uh, I'm boring. I'm sorry. Don't feel bad. I've just been busy working two jobs, so like I don't know how much I'm going to be able to join in 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 these podcasts. You know, good for those of you who don't like me, and sad for those of you who do. (laughs) Um, I can't really. I mean, I can't really think of anything. Um, I have an Instagram for my pets. Okay. It's it's really cute. Um, it is Kukowski underscore crew with a K. Do you want to spell that, Kukowski? No. Okay. I want you all to figure it out. Okay. <laughs> it's a part of the puzzle. But Exactly. <laughs> but I have 786 posts of my pets over the years. Oh. Uh, horrible. So how, if you're ever having a bet, well, it's mostly my pets. My face is in a, in a few of them. Sorry. Um, for that ugliness, but I've got I've got some really good ones. Um, we have, yeah, they're they're very entertaining. So if you need some cute pets, me yelling at my pets for eating three donuts that I was saving for the next day, uh, things like that, you're you're welcome to try to figure that out. Nice, yeah. 
Okay. Pip us so we can get out? Yeah, I'll pip us so we can get out of here. We are part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Radio Network. Um, morbidlybeautiful.com is a really great horror site that has interviews, reviews, fiction, fan art, comics, about anything you can think of uh, about horror. It's pretty awesome. So go check it out. Um, and... Uh, check out the other podcasts in the radio network too they're pretty great um, we are hosted by anchor.fm slash podcast at night we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Google Podcasts I suppose it's not even iTunes anymore now it's called uh, Apple Podcasts whatever same thing same thing um, and uh, we really could use reviews. So if you'd like to leave us a review, we really would appreciate it. It's the only way, the biggest way to help uh, get our the word out there about our show. And so if you do uh, leave us a review, take a screenshot of it, send it to us at podcastatnight at gmail.com, and we will send you a free vinyl sticker for doing so. We appreciate it. Even if you just tell everyone if you like Catastrophe or not. like Right, fine. exactly. And then I'll know whether or not to get lost or come back more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, we are on the social medias. We are on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Facebook community, um, and Twitter. We are at podcast at night everywhere. Don't flick my cat off. (laughs) She deserved it. She turned away from my kisses. I think she was sleeping on your shoes, though. Are those your shoes over there with the blue? Yeah, Yeah, she was totally sleeping on them. She was totally sleeping on your shoes. She's like zonged out with her face, like in your shoe. It was adorable. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So she loves you. She She did come to say hi to you once, and you didn't. You just ignored her. So thought about giving her a bath. (laughs) Um. We have our own Instagrams. I am Chaos at Night. Carnage is Carnage at Night. Um, and that's about it. Red if, bubble. I know. Oh, Just okay. let me get there. Uh, if so you'd impatient. like to support us or if you're interested in merch, we have a merch store. We have a Redbubble store. Link will be in the show notes. Um, we have t-shirts, stickers, bags, uh, pillows, anything you can think of. So go give us a look and a like. Did you ever make those baby onesies or not yet? I still haven't figured out how to do oh, it. okay. Hey, baby. I don't know where I turn that on or something. I, I don't know. I still have to figure that out. So I'm working on making baby onesies. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's it from me. So I'll say goodbye from chaos and stay bloodthirsty friends. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> so enthusiastic. Till next end. time. See you later. <laughs> Goodbye from Carnage. And as always, we were filmed in front of a live studio audience of xenomorphs and kitty cats. Oh my God, that was frightening. <laughs>